0: God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, welcome back, guys. Today we're going to talk about the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T. And uh, we're going to talk about some things we should be doing in early recovery, some things we shouldn't be doing in early recovery, and uh, trying to give us Give ourselves the best opportunity for success in recovery in general, but especially in early recovery because obviously that's where we get taken out the most. Um, The acronym HALT stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, and Tired, and uh, these are things that we should not be allowing ourselves to get too much of. We don't want to get too hungry, we don't want to get too angry, we don't want to get too lonely or too tired, just in general, you know um when we get too hungry you know we get hangry right so that that hungry and angry can go hand in hand and uh you know we can we can make bad decisions behind being too hungry like we make we snap at people right like get moody cranky you know and uh when you get in a bad mood and you're early in recovery dude it could it could could totally send you on a spiral that you never thought you were going down, and all you needed was a freaking taco, you know? Like, make sure that you're feeding yourself. Make sure that you're, you know, feeding your brain. And don't eat crap either, you know? Like, try to eat some freaking vegetables, you know? Try to eat healthy. Give your body and your brain an opportunity to, you know, produce... At the highest quality you know we want our brain to be on point we want our body to be on point and you know it's it's like a machine right it's like a car you know you only put you know premium gasoline in, in a premium vehicle right we're not putting 87 in a sports car uh, you know and that goes for our bodies too we want to put in the highest quality food and and ingredients that we can find, you know, so we can get the best results from our bodies and from our brains. And I know it's hard. Food's freaking expensive. Vitamins are expensive. Like, it's not easy. I understand that, especially early recovery. Most of us are freaking broke, you know. Um, We should do the best we can, right? So too hungry. We don't get too angry, you know. Uh, Anger, man, is a drug within itself, you know, uh, you let that anger get the best you, And sometimes it feels good. Like we just dive into that anger and really allow that demon to breathe, you know, and freaking get that shit out of you. Sometimes it feels good to get a little bit angry. You know what I mean? Let that red line go a little bit, but you don't want to get too angry because we make bad decisions behind anger. You know, if you struggle with violence, like myself, you know, I have a short temper with people, you know, I don't tolerate disrespect. And, uh, you know, you, you let yourself get too angry, and you put your hands on somebody and your whole life could change, you know, and especially if you've built some built a life back for yourself in recovery, you can't let stupid motherfuckers trick you out of position. That's the truth. Like, you don't catch me hanging out in bars. You don't catch me hanging out you know, outside the liquor store. Like, wherever idiots are hanging out, I'm not there. Because I I still have a hard time, like, tolerating disrespect. Like, I I just, I can't do it, you know what I mean? So I need to put myself in the best position to win. And uh, part of that is just not hanging out where idiots hang out, you know, because I don't want to be tricked out of my position by somebody that's having... A bad day or whatever dude like just dorks out there that want to talk out the side of their neck and, and can't back it up you know and you know the truth is I don't have anything to prove today like I've proved all I need to prove to myself and to other people you know what I mean I've done it all I've won fights I've lost fights you know I've, I've been in all the fights I need to be in for right now and uh you know I have like a hands-off policy which is something that happens in prison where like I'm not down to fight. You know what I mean? Like if I, if I'm going to take it there, I'm going to take it all the way there and I'm going to take your life from you. So if it's not worth killing you over, then it's not worth being in a confrontation over. Right. Because it's not worth it for me to just beat you up because you're going to trick me out of my position that I'm already in. So if I'm going to take it to the level of violence, I'm going to take it all the way there. And if I'm not willing to take it all the way there, then it's just not worth it for me. Um, And, you know, that anger, we want to be slow to anger, right? We just want to try to halt, right, before we get angry, before we react, you know? Um, I want to be able to respond to a situation, not react to a situation. And a lot of this we figure out through trials and tribulations and, uh, you know, we we figured out the hard way. And for me, you know, like my daughter's mom will send me some messages sometimes and dude, the, My first instinct is just like flash back on her instantly with a text back like F you and, and whatever. You know what I mean? And not just her, but other people, too. Like my when I react to situations in anger, I typically regret it. I almost always regret it, you know, whereas if I could halt and take a step back and and process the way that I'm feeling and like, you know, take a second to breathe and to calm myself down and then respond to the situation, I always come back to the table with a clear head and and like a a thought out response rather than an angry quick reaction where I'm always going to regret the things i said and like not even just regret the things that i said but like just regret not coming with you know a more level head to the situation like letting somebody get me angry too you know like i don't want people to be able to trick me out of my position dude like i'm very calm person you know and i don't want people to be able to disturb my peace anymore you know what i mean and uh, even if they do, I don't want them to know that they did, right? So, I try to halt and, and sit there and collect my thoughts before I, I respond in anger. Um, the L in the acronym is loneliness. And this is a big one um, for everybody, but especially in, in recovery and in, uh, early recovery, you know, we isolate ourselves. Um, I just had, you know, one of my best friends just relapsed and he started with isolation. You know, he he separated himself from the pack, you know, from the group, from the fellowship and wasn't talking about the way he was feeling and wasn't talking about, you know, the ideas that he had about the future and what he should be doing, what he shouldn't be doing. And, you know, I, I did get that stuff out of him and I was like, who are you talking to about these things, you know? And he's like, nobody. Like, you're the only one I actually talked to. I'm like, yeah, well, you haven't talked to me about it, you know? And we're our own worst enemies, especially in early sobriety. Like, our best thinking gets us into trouble. Like, we go into crazy places with our own best thinking and judgment. So, if you think that the person that's talking to you between your ears has your best interests in mind all the time, you're wrong, you know, especially as addicts. Like, we need each other and we need community and we need fellowship and we need to bounce ideas off of each other and have a sounding board and have somebody to talk to to make sure that what we're thinking isn't crazy. And, like, I think part of it sometimes is that we don't want to hear the truth, you know, And sometimes the truth hurts, you know, and especially like if you have reservations and maybe you actually want to use and you want to relapse, like you're not going to reach out to somebody and and have them talk you off that cliff if you want to jump, right? So, you know, if you want to stay sober and you want and you're willing to do whatever it takes then you need to know that you can't isolate yourself. That's why we say meeting makers make it. Like, you need to be part of a group. You need to be part of a fellowship. You need to have at least, you know, three or four to five guys around you, like a little group of people that actually care and people that you trust and people that you can talk to when things are getting sticky and that, and that can talk to you when they're going through things too, right? We do this together, guys. This isn't a a program that you can work on your own. It's just not. It doesn't work that way. Like I said, we're our own worst enemies. Like we just can talk ourselves into the craziest stuff, man. You know, and that's the issue is like that demon freaking works in our own voice. It's our own voice between our ears, you know. That addiction talks to us in our own voice and and rationalizes behavior and rationalizes thoughts that are just not rational, you know? And you need to know that and recognize that and pay attention to when you're isolating yourself and pay attention if you're lonely. And what, what is that coming from? What's it stemming from and what can we do about it, Right. And going to meetings is like the number one thing. Like, take your butt to a meeting and call somebody, you know? Call your sponsor. Call some, call a friend. Call your mama. You know what I mean? Whatever, dude. Get off your couch. Like, stop isolating. It's a killer in this program. It'll take you out, dude. Being lonely will take your butt out. Especially like if you're going through a breakup or whatever. Like, if you're lonely because of a relationship... It's probably the number one killer of sobrieties. Like people going through breakups and stuff. We get all freaking lonely and, and heartbroken and, you know, we're a mess, you know, and we need people around us to guide us and to help us. And even if you don't want it, you know, like even if you want to be alone, that's not, not a good thing for us. And then tired is, is the last part of this. And, uh, you know, you don't want to overwork yourself you know, especially when you're early in sobriety, uh, you don't want to overdo it, you know, take it easy, give yourself a break, like, don't, don't work seven days a week, you know, don't work 12-hour days, seven days a week, because you need to get a car, because you need to get some housing, you know, like, don't stay up too late, don't overdo anything, right, we're trying to find some balance in our lives, and, uh, it's, it's a huge deal, especially early in recovery. But just in general, um, trying to have some balance, right? We're trying to get sleep. We're trying to eat right. We're trying to, you know, work and have free time. You know, we're trying to exercise but not overdo it. We're trying to work but not overdo it. You know, uh, relationships, you don't want to overdo them. You know what I mean? Anything, right? Anything, too much of anything becomes a problem, you know? So trying to have some balance. Don't don't wear yourself out in this program. Don't wear yourself out in life. Um, because, you know, when, when you're tired, again, like if you don't have the tool belt and the tools to, to deal with situations, if you're tired, you're going to be quicker to anger. You know, you're going to be quicker to... Um, to make bad decisions. Uh, our impulse control goes down when we're tired. You know, we, we, you know, something might come up and, and, you know, somebody pulls out a bag and you're freaking tired, dude, you might make the wrong decision, you know? Um, not to mention like all the, all the negative repercussions of, of being up for multiple days, right? Like, you know how it goes. we make real poor decisions when we've been up for too long so it's very important that you get rest you know that you're sleeping at least 6 hours a night you know if you're not getting 6 hours a night you need to try to find a nap during the day um, i i need at least 6 like if i'd sleep less than 6 hours a night i have i'd have a noticeable difference in my in my day in the way that I feel, especially like in the afternoon, I really will start to feel it like start to crash in that afternoon. And if I can't get a nap in, you know, then I'm, I'm tired the rest of the day, you know, when we're tired, we get cranky, irritable, right. All that type of stuff. So, um, halt before you act, you know, halt before you speak, right. Uh, respond to situations. Don't react to situations you know, and, and same thing with actions too, you know, like try not to get caught up in that impulse. You know, we, we struggle with impulse control as addicts. And, uh, if you can take a second and halt and, and think about your next move before making it, you know, if, if you're thinking about using, like, take a step back and and really look at the whole situation and, you know, Pick up the freaking phone, dude. And, you know, if you really want to be sober, you need to play the tape through. Like, you need to remember what it felt like when you were first getting sober. Like, that hopeless demoralization, that incomprehensible demoralization. You need to remember what that feels like. And remember that you never want to go back there. And if you have some sobriety and you've built up a lifestyle, you need to know that you don't want to lose all this, you know? And yeah, you might not lose it off that first beer, but it just starts this slide that you can't stop. Once you start slipping, man, it's a slippery slope and uh, you're going to fall off eventually. It's a progressive illness and, you know, it's we can't just have one. We can't use successfully, you know. It's, that's your addictive thinking, talking to you, telling you that you can have a beer and you're not going to fall off. You know, that you can hit that joint, you know, and watch the game and you're going to be fine. Like, you're not going to go get a bag. Yeah, you might not go get a bag right now. It might take a month. It might take a freaking year, but it doesn't matter. Like, we're not trying to take any chances in recovery. We're trying to be so solid that we don't need anything. I don't need drugs to feel good. I don't need drugs to change the way that I feel when I feel bad. Like, I'm cool, man. I can I can deal with life on life's terms. Because I've built the tools necessary in recovery to deal with anything, you know. And uh, so if you're feeling any of those ways, reach out, you know, make like be aware of the way that you're feeling. Be aware of the way that you're living. Be aware of your schedule. Be aware of, you know, your program. And make the adjustments necessary to keep yourself from slipping. Halt before you think. Halt before you act. Don't get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And uh, if you are, do something about it. Thank you. Victorious we became, but never forgot where we came from. Life or death, not a game, we came to change the lane. Recovery addicts, that's the name. Give yourself a break, just one day at a time. You were born to shine, so live and let love be forever. My sister, my brother, don't give in. Please remember, the lie is dead. We do recover. Welcome home.